Welcome to Freedom Forgers. I'm Torque Bajato. I'm Pete Ambrosino. And we're here to talk about freedom. Something so important. Me and Pete, we've been talking about freedom for so long. It feels like years or decades. And we talk a lot about what freedom is. Something that I think every person on the planet is actually asking that question right now. I mean, we've been through some very, very weird, crazy times these two years. And we actually talk about what freedom is not. Now, Pete, I'll go on and just throw the bomb. What I think is that freedom is not a right. That's the first Boy, that's thing. That's a heavy concept, man. That's a heavy concept. I, I, I would think that, that not many could actually digest that that's, that could be possible, right? So freedom is not a right. Let's talk about that. Yeah, no, we've been taught that freedom is a right, that you have the right to free speech, the right over your body health, the right over your economy. But let's be very clear about this. In the last two years, did we see that freedom? Did people have that freedom? I think not. I think, I think not. Yep. And and the idea that that somebody has that ability to not not so much infringe upon it, but maybe even take it away. Right. That, exactly. That's that's the bigger point is is giving that ability, right? Right. That's what happened. I think. I know we talked about it already. Uh, is that when people think of freedom just as a right. So I'll explain that a little. It's not only a right. Now, what happens when people think of freedom just as a right? I just look at a dictionary real quick. Uh, there is a definition which really specifically says what a right is, and it means a moral or legal entitlement to have or do something. Now, that's what the Oxford Dictionary says. Now, let's pause a minute and just focus on this concept. Now, if freedom was to be an entitlement, it means that you were entitled. Now, the question is by who? And that who that gave you that entitlement can actually take it away, right? Absolutely. I mean, if, if, if you look at it that way, why would, it, why would we want to define it as a right if, if we could give someone the ability to remove it? Exactly. I, and I feel that's what's going on right now. A lot of people are hoping that the governments can give that freedom to them, can protect it. So they're just waiting. They're just waiting and waiting that everything ends and goes back to normal, but, but it's not. And you know what? Here's, here's, the other, here's the other interesting piece about that. It doesn't have to be the full meaning of freedom being taken away. It can be little tiny bites one little thing at a time yep. and all of a sudden it builds up and say and then you realize oh my gosh i'm now not free to do this or i don't have this ability to do this in my life anymore or have this or be this or experience this anymore because now it's gone absolutely you know, yep. we wake up one day it's kind of like that frog that gets put in the, in a in a warm uh in a in a warm uh pot of water and, uh, you know, they turn the heat up gradually until it boils while you get slowly cooked, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely. Uh, that's what happened. I mean, we we all know what uh, happened in 2020. It went from two weeks to flatten the curve to hide your kids, hide your wife, uh, just run away. <laughs> and it, it's, it's mind blowing what happened. It's it's mind blowing. I think it's the biggest attack 
on human freedom that we've ever seen on a global scale. We've already seen it before in a lot of countries, but it was never something global as the thing we experienced. And I'm not going to say vaccine here, vaccine that. I, I, I don't think we're going to get into that right now. But what we well, saw... Here's, here's the other thing, um, Torp, is that the there were people that thrived in that environment of, of being away from everybody. And there's people that it really affected in a bad way, right? Mm -hmm. so, so for some maybe they didn't feel that something was taken away from them. It was just something, hey, somebody else uh, higher up on the ladder knows something more than I did right now, and I'm supposed to stay here. And that's okay. I can do my thing in this environment, and I'll adjust. Then there's other people that were like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we're not going to play this game, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it, it depends It depends on, on that person, right? If, 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 if freedom is not a right, then, then it? it can't be taken, right? That person that didn't feel confined and they were able to be productive and, and do their thing in their, in their environment, you know, it just depends on the person. I like, I like going out personally. I like going out and meeting people, right? I like going out and being social. I like hanging out with my friends versus being inside. Some people, some people are built to where that, oh, that's all right. It wasn't really a big change than what I've already done. It wasn't a big flip, right? Yeah, freedom is something personal also. So it really depends on who feels what freedom is for them. Now, just like you said, that there may be some people who said, so you're gonna lock me up in my home? Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's fine for me. But some said, "Oh no, that's not gonna happen." Now, until that point, so far so good. I mean, the government said something. Now the government should have a conversation with its people and say, "Hey, this is going on. What are we gonna do?" Now, what happened is that someone went on Twitter, on YouTube, and Facebook and tried to say, "Guys, I have a different opinion. Maybe it's not what they're saying. It is." And censorship just flew mm. right in, and YouTube took out his sword and just, just started sliced to it chop up. heads. And, uh, that's right. Right, exactly. So now that's the point when freedom, you see that if it's just a right, if it's just something you're entitled to by someone else, you can lose it very fast. We mentioned Napoleon before the podcast. Uh, yep. I think what happened there when he became king of, or actual emperor of France, uh, it's pretty iconic. Now, the Pope was giving the crown to him and saying, hey, the church, which is me, it's giving the power to you. But remember that as I give the power to you, I will take it away. And he said, no, 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 no. No need for that. I'll just take the crown, put it on my head myself. Now, I'm the king myself. No need for And because I say I'm king is why I'm putting it on my head. Yep, exactly. Now, he had a saying saying that uh, God exists and he's on the side of who has more guns. Um, and it's, it's particular, or was canons, but it's particularly because he said he believed that the power came from the military, not from the church, not from the political power. But that's another story. Now, the point is that in that, just in that moment, he showed the whole world that freedom and power in different measures of course come within yourself not yes. from someone else yes that's what i believe yep I, I i would have to agree i i think that you can feel that it is a right or that it's something 
you know, <clears throat> a right can be something tangible. It can mm -hmm. be written down somewhere. It can be declared. It can be in a, um, you know, in, a, in an agreement in, in some type, you know, I, you know, it can be in a divorce agreement for, for you know, I'm, I'm gaining my freedom because now I'm divorced from this person. Yeah. Right. It can be, it, it's written in that way. However, before that event or before that contract was signed, did you already feel separated or apart or free from that relationship? Most likely you felt it beforehand. The, the writing of it was just an act of, of confirmation, you know, but it's all a personal feeling around that, I think. Yeah, it's also a personal feeling. Not everyone feels freedom in the same way. Everyone has a different meaning of it. And that's when the government actually comes into play. It's that when people start to live together, they have to build a collective idea of freedom and say, hey, we, do, we all agree that killing someone for no reason, it's not freedom. It's bad. It's not, hey, I'm free to kill. No, 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 that's not freedom. My freedom starts where yours end and vice versa. So that's how it works. And so I do feel that it's also it's a mix. We were talking about freedom not being something just you know, static and, and, and solid, but something fluid and flexible and agile, too. It can change yes. and it's yes. personal. It's also collective. But yeah. once again, going back to being a right or not, there is another part, another side effect of thinking of freedom as only a right is that people will do nothing about it. They just think it just, you know, I was born. And this thing called freedom, I had it from the very beginning. So no need to do nothing about it. And that's where and you things go, go back. back to that censorship piece that you were talking about and being kind of cut off. It would be just like, you know, it'd be just like you and me on this on this podcast right now. And I just kind of shut your mic off for a moment because I wasn't agreeing with what you were saying. That's not really fair, right? It's not really fair to not entertain and say, hey, well, what could you what, what do you, what are, how do you see the world through your eyes? What does that look like? How does that feel when you're made to stay home? How does that feel when you're made to, um, you know, do something you're not supposed to, you know, we have, we have rules on the highway, for example, that, you know, you don't want to go through a red light. You kind of know there's consequences if you go through yeah, a red right. light, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> same thing with, with going against somebody's feeling of what makes them feel free. It's like, I, I don't want to go through that red light there. Maybe I don't, you know what I mean? And we're being, we're being shut off with being able to express that, which is a shame. Yeah. Freedom of speech is one of the most powerful freedoms out there. Um, I, I can think of a lot of people during history in the past centuries that devoted their life to freedom of speech. And I think there's yeah. a difference between censorship. I mean, censorship is a tool. It's not bad or good. I mean, if we were to, uh, stream adult content on Disney Plus or, that's, you know, it's, cool. yeah, yeah, absolutely. it wouldn't work out uh, or having people uh, send hate messages or uh, saying, hey, I'll just kill you out of your door. That's, yeah. that's just bad. And I think that part, censorships help, um, it actually helps people and society as a whole to build a healthy connection between uh, everyone else. But when that tool, just like a hammer, you know, I can use it to hammer nails or to break a head. When censorship yeah. is used to turn down the volume on everyone yes. that says something different than I do, it's, I may say something strong, but 
I feel of it as the same way of what Hitler did when they gave him the power to arrest communists and he went on arresting everyone. They didn't have the same ideas as he did. Yeah. I know it you may know, sound strong, but that's, that's how I feel about it. And it brings up another another point, too, is that, you know, if, if, if you say something or if I hear someone else say something and it, it's, it, it creates an emotion within me because it may, may not align with the way I feel, right? The, our first instinct is to go with that emotion or respond or react. And the same way that you, you said that freedom is not a right because someone can take it away from you, you're literally giving them the power to take it away. Well, when, when I allow somebody to say something to me, and I think the, I think the famous term is trigger, right? If yep. we allow something to trigger us, well, we're giving that ability to that statement to control our internal emotion. When a, a more serving reaction might be, wow, let me understand why you feel that way. Tell me, tell me what, what has, you know, what happens in, in your mind that makes you say that thing that you just said, let me understand why that, why that, ha why does that come out of you? Now that Instead requires of, an open mind. Yeah. Right. It requires an open mind and a kind person too. Now we sure. were also talking that we do live in a very litigious and angry society. And I think, people are just exhausted about having to fight over everything. So if yeah. only we could be a little bit nicer, that of course we could help. Because exactly, I could go and saying, so hey, you said something different. It triggers something in me. Let me yeah. understand it. But most yeah. people nowadays, what they do, is, I mean, that's because they're, that's what they're taught in school and by the media. It's, I don't like what you're saying. I'm just going to shut you off. I'm just yep. going to, you know, hide your voice, hide your face. And I'm just going to leave with everyone that says only what I say. Yeah. It's, you know what? It feels like everyone had their own little tyranny uh, and dictatorship in their home. Yes. And it divides people a lot. And oh that's when freedom is lost. I mean, when we said about freedom as a right, that's the part, you know, that's the part where you lose it because someone else can take it away from you. So the opposite side of the coin is, okay, so if it's freedom, it's not a right. What is it? It's something you build, something you create. How do you do it? Now, I know, Pete, that we both agree that the first thing you can do, it's not to think on what can I do or how can That's I do it, but with right. who am I going oh, to yeah. build my freedom? That's very important. And where it exists in the first place. So your first question is how to create it. Right. You know? It doesn't have to be written, does it? No, it absolutely. Doesn't, it doesn't even have to be a, a verbal statement, does it? And it, and, it, and it certainly doesn't have to be a visual thing. Nope. My, my perception of freedom is, or how to create it is that emotion or that feeling within ourselves, right? I could be, you, you and I could be in a jail cell together, right? You were in neighboring jail cells together, right? And because I have a way to communicate with you in the next cell and we can have conversations about things and, and learn from each other, even though we're locked in a jail cell together, 
I still feel that my story might be helping you in some way. And I'm actually learning from something. So we have the freedom of exchanging ideas, even though we're locked up in a, in a cell right now, don't we? Right. And what you're saying, it's, it really touches what the meaning, the original meaning of freedom was. Now, many people may not know that freedom comes from actual Germanic word, which is fright, which means friends, love, and actually the freedom to have friends. To the ability uh, to choose friends, to choose who you yeah. relate to. Um, that's, and it's very different, say, from liberty. It's a whole other world. So freedom, freedom. So it's kind of what is related to having the freedom to choose your friends, to being able to choose who you're interacting with. Now, mm-hmm. nowadays, we may feel, maybe not today, maybe not in 2022, 2018, 2019, right. we had the feeling that you could hang out with everyone you wanted. Now, that yes. freedom, it's not common. It wasn't common in history, not at all. And it's not common nowadays. Like, say, in India, many people don't know that there is a caste system in which if right. you were born in the wrong place, in the wrong family, or you had the wrong, for them, skin color, you're done. There is no way you're going to have a healthy, happy, productive life. Now, I, I've been in India. I remember uh, I remember when I said about in the south of India and especially in Vijayanagara, I remember these people coming up to me, they were in this orphanage and saying that they were happy that they could have a chance just to buy a Coca-Cola uh, mm. in that orphanage because they couldn't out there. People would not sell them Coca-Cola. We'd not even talk to them. We'd just beat them up on sight. Wow. Now, take that for freedom, you know? And it's today. At last time I saw that, that specific moment happened in 2017. It's five years yep. ago. See, and that and that doesn't it's not making the news media, is it? It's not. It's not it's not on the headlines right now. It's not. There's nobody nobody talking about that. And how about the the you know the women women that have to cover their faces and their you know that that whole that whole piece of the oppression and what might what's happening in China with the, oh, with the yeah, people. It's are you kidding me? Awful. Man, imagine what their definition of freedom could look like. It could be a sliver of what you and I experience every day right they just want they just want a little sliver of that right i mean i've in those places i really felt that not only i was very lucky uh a lot but i also felt compassionate and i feel i do now in this very moment when i close my eyes i do feel sad for them and many people could feel you know kind of bad saying Oh, so I may not, you know, judge my life or what I have, what I don't have, because yeah, I might have been put in a lockdown. But I mean, look at those people in India. I'm not having oh. it that bad. So I, what am I worrying about? What am I complaining I about? Real. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. what I think is that because we won the geographical lottery by, you know, just being born in those places, we have a yes. duty to protect that freedom, to be an inspiration for those countries and say, you can have more. So I'm not saying that we should lower ourselves to that level of freedom. We should go higher and higher up and help them to reach our level. That's what we can do for them. We can help them out. For those that are given so much, so much more is expected. There's no question. And that's, and that's where the, the role, the role of when, when we have, you know, in the caste system, you know, you, you, you struck a nerve there when you said that. It's like, I can't imagine being, and most people can't imagine being limited by where your stat, you know, what your status is right now, right? So that freedom of even being able to 
make a plan. You, you were talking about a freedom of being able to hang out with who you want to. Mm-hmm. Those people in the caste system, they can't do that. Oh, no, can they? Can't. It's not happening. I if mean, you're not in that same level with me, then we're, we're not, we can't spend time together. No, no. I'll, I'll tell you a story, which is very amazing. I never told you this before. Uh, we mm. were in India and we were going to buy some clothes for the kids, uh, the orphanage. Yep. And uh, so there was this bus drivers, they were with us, three or four. Um, and we stopped at a pizza hut, having a pizza. I mean, having a pizza, uh, it wasn't really a pizza. I, it looked like one, okay? But <laughs> I had a hard time eating there, man. I really did. I, I, I'm sorry for everyone who loves Indian food. I Guys out there, I love you, but I can't. Uh, it's just oh. I can't. Uh, oh, but anyway, uh, I'm more of a real pizza guy, you know? Uh, pizza. Okay. So we were there. Uh, but that place was kind of fancy, you know, for the place. Uh, for, for being there in India, Pizza Hut was like a luxury restaurant. So we wanted to hang out with those bus drivers and said, hey, come to our table and enjoy pizza together. They were shocked. They felt something was wrong. They felt they felt wrong themselves. Oh, wow. That we were doing something bad and we actually, oh, wow. it was an offense to them and they didn't want to. And they just went away and ate like two tables apart. So we spoke with our guide and say, did we do anything wrong? Did we say anything wrong to them? And yep. she explained to us, no, it's that they are from another caste. You are white. They are very wow. dark in skin and they feel that they can't even talk to you. That's how it goes. And I was, I mean, I said, well, I just want to enjoy pizza with that. I just want to talk to them and, and say, hey, thank you for driving us here. And we couldn't. And we had to. Yeah, because this guy's responsible for my safety. He's responsible for getting me to, from point A to point B. Right. The thinking is, why can't we share a meal with him? Can't I buy you, you know, a Coke and a pizza and a slice of pizza as a, as a, um, a kind of a, not a symbol, but a, a, just a, a nice gesture of gratitude for showing us around, you know, or making sure, making the day possible. That is, and again, that is an internal, that would be kind of a rule, wouldn't it? It's, it's a rule. It was a law, actually. It was, it was a, a law, law until not so long ago. So it's mind-blowing, boggling. And uh, now, not all of India is like that. I mean, it's growing a lot. It's becoming very modern, but it was five years ago. And I know that if I go back today to the same place, it's still the same. Now, it's changing, but now we have a duty. I think that people coming from India know that, too. We have a duty to those people and to ourselves, too, to protect the freedom, to build it. And we do need to do something about it. Uh, there was a concept we were talking about last time about uh, financial freedom, you know, and saying that how can you or can you not build your freedom by your finances? Now, I'll make two examples. One in which you're not building freedom, you're enslaving yourself, and one in which you're building freedom. If you take your money and put it all in the same bank, all mm. in the same country, all in the yeah. same place, yeah. you're kind of saying that, hey, you guys that you have my money, you have freedom and control over my whole finances. Now, let's go back 100 years to the crisis of, 20, uh, of 1929. Uh, so during that period, a lot of people had kind of, I'd say not all, but most of their money in Wall Street and banks because, I mean, it was a roaring 20s, man. So people were just enthusiastic and saying, yo, we're going to be rich. And 
Now the crisis happened and they lost it all. But what if they did something different? And let's go back to the older example. I take my money, my finances, and I put some in this bank, some in that bank, some in Florida, some in Texas, some overseas, uh, doing everything legal, of course, declaring everything I have to, but putting it in different places, maybe some cash, maybe some silver, maybe some gold, maybe some crypto assets, some Bitcoin. Now, try to take that away from me all at once. I mean, you just can't do, can't, it. Can't do it. So I'm unstoppable. You can't just push a button. You know what happened in Canada? Well, Trudeau did. Now, the truck is for freedom. You remember that, right? Man, I'll tell you what. That was painful to watch. Uh, there was... I feel so much cringe. I'm like, oh. dude, these guys are fighting for the freedom. Some of them and were doing bad stuff. Do All they were doing was they were just in the street. There was no activity. They were just there. Right. Idling their trucks, representing what their idea of freedom was and what they were speaking out against. That's it. That's all they, they were, were just doing. speaking out. Exactly. Yeah. It was just like Martin Luther King said. Fires. They weren't banging down doors. No. They weren't doing there was none of that. There right? were no trucker mandates. How about it? <laughs> yeah, there was nothing. The, the cameras, oh though, they were just pointing at those bad uh, people breaking stuff. But it was like one in a million. There one were million. people like that. I mean, you could find them anywhere. You can find them at Walmart, you know. Uh, but what happened, and when I say this, I I do feel so enraged But what I, I'm going to say. Uh, this guy said, you know what? I'm going to block your bank accounts. How about that? Shut now, it down. How can someone in the Western society even sleep after hearing that and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. In Canada, the land of smiling people and happy faces and maple, and maple syrup, say, I'm going to block your bank accounts because you were saying something different? You, and, no. and you were thinking wrong. You don't think, you don't think right. We're going to shut your bank account down. I mean, it was mind. It was mind blowing, man. I was like, that was just such a. It was such a. Um, you know, and and then now fast forward, what ended up happening? They they did it. They did they it. Shut it down. They there's did no, it. Man. There's no more trucker convoy, right? No. There's no more. You know? It's happening all over. It's happening in Italy. It's happening in France. It's happening in Germany. Uh, I remember. I mean, every country is so different. I remember when I was uh, flying to uh, to Austria. And in the airport, there was this military police checking all the, the vaccinations and like pushing people aside if they didn't have the documents. It felt like right. Nazi Germany, man. I really, it really did. I mean, if you watch a movie like Schindler List, man, it was the same. And there was this voice on the megaphone and the PA system saying, uh, Achtung. I, I, I mean, I, I don't speak Deutsch, so I don't know what they were saying, but I got the idea. Uh, I felt my freedom being taken away. And that's what happened to those truckers. Their freedom was taken away. But that, let's change this single piece in the equation. What if the truckers had their money in Panama or in Switzerland or in Italy or in crypto assets? And yep. this guy said, yo, I'm going to block your bank accounts. They could just go like saying, yeah, man, just do it. I have just a quarter of my finances there. Do it. I won't stop. But that didn't happen. This guy pushed the button and their lives were going to be ended overnight. Who knew Who knew that a government body had the ability to intercede with a banking system in such a way? Right. They should make people think. You know? That's never. 
I've never, in my years, I've never seen that happen. Other than if let's say you're, you know, trading stocks and there's some kind of thing with the SEC, you know, they have regulations and certain things, right? Those type of accounts, but personal accounts getting shut down and locked down. The only people I thought that could do that is maybe the IRS. If you're, you know, you know, evading, avoiding taxes is legal, but evading taxes is not. So if you're evading taxes, they have the ability to come in and seize, you know, your bank accounts, but man, just the government to go and call up, you know, PayPal or what was it? uh, GoFundMe or something like that. Right. And just go find it. Oh my God. Let's shut all that down. And, and we're just going to work and we're going to give the money away to somebody else. That was very sad. Holy mackerel. I mean, the government during the times they, they could block a bank account for say a criminal or someone which is go. evading justice. I see sure. that. I see that happening. Yeah. I understand it. I mean, if we, if you were trafficking co-creating. Budge would have to be involved, right? Right. You'd have to have to, somebody has to hit the gavel and say, oh, yeah, this guy's a criminal and he's doing criminal things with his money. And let's let's shut that down. It, but it took a couple of events to happen. Right. It, it was not about common people. It was about few bad guys, not a whole country, not so many people saying, I don't like what you're doing. That's the whole point about democracy. Democracy, it's democracia, which is the power to the people. That's the real meaning. You know, Latin, it means the power to the people. Now, where's that power to the people? I don't see it. I really don't see it. I think something's going on and we got to do something about it. We just can't let this happen and again and again and again. Now, there is another thing that I read, which was amazing. I think Europe or, or I don't know who asked Tesla, Elon Musk, to block and shut down the cars in Russia. Now, hmm. the question is, it's not. Is it right or wrong to block a car for someone? And that's not a whole nother topic, but how can they do that? Hold on a minute. You're saying that this guy or whoever had a button in which they can just, you know, pull the plug on my car, on my freedom to drive around, my freedom of movement. Now, that's something again. So, so similarly think of the ability that when there becomes a no-fly zone for, you know, there's people that have drones for hobby reasons, yep. there's people that have drones for, you know, work reasons and, and, and things like that. There's th- people that have drones that, you know, want to get a get that, that different perspective, and there's an advantage to having that perspective. So when, when the FAA says, okay, there's no-fly zone because the president's flying into such and such a city, right? Mm-hmm. They, they can literally shut down the GPS that guides the drones mm-hmm. so that they literally can't even take off. I know. And I've seen that happen. These are all instances and example in, wh- in which the freedom of people is being taken away. Now, I may say something else which really sounds even, even crazier than what I said before. I think that it's not wrong that the government has the power to take away freedom. What I think that it's wrong is that the people doesn't have the power to talk back and to say when go. they agree or when they don't. Say, uh, we, we, I know that we both have the same opinion on the Second Amendment. We are both, you know, uh, we, we, we do feel and know that having a firearm in your home and, and on you to protect your freedom of life, I mean, that's most important. I mean, if you're dead, what freedom do you have? Um, it's very important. But that again, I don't feel that, you know, having grenade launchers at home, it's something that people should have. I would like to, 
I mean, who who <laughs> wouldn't want a grenade launcher? But in, right. a, in your neighborhood, having several people owning grenade launchers, I mean, it, it can be very bad uh, for a variety of reasons. But the people has the power to agree. Now, what happens when the government says, okay, we're going to take away grenades? You know that in the 1930s, people could buy grenades via mail, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they took away that and said, no, nah, that's not good that you could buy a pineapple yeah. grenade via right. mail. Okay, we agree, we take it away. Now, how about uh, bazookas and everything else? Okay, all right. Now, 1984, automatic weapons, machine guns. Now, some people say it's not correct. Some people say it's correct. I'm kind of on the edge. I think that it could be regulated a little bit less, that you could buy them by several restrictions. I find it just dumb that you can buy machine gun if it was before 1994. Uh, but, you know, it's on the edge. But that's the line. Now, what happens when you start saying, so you can't buy a rifle, you can't buy a handgun, you can't wear it, uh, you can't just have a 10 round magazine. Uh, now, at that point, what's happening is that people are saying, whoa, 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 I don't want that. Hold up. I want to keep my handgun with a 15 rounds magazine, right. not 10, not five. What am I going to do? Defend myself with two shots uh, no. if that ever happens. But the government is just blind. It's just looking the other way and saying, you don't matter. You do, I don't care what you say. Democracy is gone. Look at, the, look at what the lockdowns did in Australia. Oof. I mean... If those, pe- if those people had a Second Amendment, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. life might be a little different, right? Not that they had to use it, because, you know, we believe in the Second Amendment only for one reason. I, I, I want to have that, but I don't want to have to use it ever. Right, it's absolutely. Just, like, the furthest thing from my mind is I never want to pull this out, right? Right. It's just, for, it, it needs to be a major, major thing, right? People in Australia, man, I, I mean, they may not have ever had to pull it out either. And but the conversation would have been completely different a lot when we show up. Right. In Canada, if the Canadian trucker issue, man, that would have changed things tremendously. That would have been different. Just, been different. Just look at Burma, uh, Myanmar, what happened a couple years ago. Um, they had the civil war. Now, I don't know if it's nowadays it's called Burma or Myanmar, the country. It had several names. Myanmar. So now what happened is that there was a coup d'etat and the government was taken over by the military. The military said, now we are in charge, you know? So just go ahead, go ahead with your life, but I'm in charge. And people said, oh, no, we're not going to do that again. It already happened before, like 20 years ago, three years ago. And this time people said, no, 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 no. I don't want that to happen again. And they started a protest, kind of peaceful, uh, you know, in between. Um, but the military started shooting at people. They started That's killing nice. them. That was 2019, I think. They started killing them like they were piling bodies on the street. It was a hard mm-hmm. night. I've been to Myanmar. Uh, it was very friendly, but it was before that, of course. So, you know, it was weird to watch them go to smiling faces, to angry machine gun toting people. Um, but what happens is that the people were massacred because they did not have the guns to fight back. Now, I'm not saying we should prepare for anything like that. I really hope not. But what if the people had their Second Amendment right? The military could not just go ahead and kill people. Now, the story think changed about, when people think, had Think about rights. what that does 
what that does for you, just the fact if you carry one, mm-hmm. what changes within yourself when you have that ability? Your certainty, your confidence, your, your, you know, you can take a stand for that piece of freedom that you think is valuable, right? It's not something that's, it's not something like, like in the beginning, it's not a right. It's, it's creating that feeling of that emotion within us. And that's where, that's where it affects. And those people in, oh my God, I mean, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine our military opening fire on our civilians like no, that. I mean, it could I, never happen. Oh my God. There is, I saw a statistics and it said that for every rifle in the U.S. Army inventory, Army, Marines, whatever, there were like 25 or 30 times more in civilian hands. So I what not. are you going to do? You're just going to knock on the door and say, give up your guns? No, that's not going to happen. But say, now this one, it's all right. But how does it go? It's a right, the Second Amendment. It was written by the people for the people. You know, the, the Constitution starts with we the people, not we the government. That's it's right. we the people. So we are entitled, but by who? By the people, by ourselves. That's we how give it each works. Other, we, we give each other that belief. Right. We allow each other to exist in that belief. We trust each yeah. other. Yeah, I mean, think of... Think of uh, the state of Texas, for example, right? You're not hearing too many drive-bys, too many gunfights down there, right? Everybody's afraid of who's got what in their truck. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like it's like it's like just the sheer existence of it stops the crime, right? The law, the the right to uh, a, you know a 15 round mag doesn't stop the guy that gets a gun you know on the on the underground market market, a black market right absolutely it's not stopping that it's regulating the good guys is what's really doing yeah and it's it's crazy but a lot of people don't get it uh and i think here pu what you were what you're touching is a very important difference of a nation for the people or a nation in, in which people are just you know kind of renting the nation they're living in and i'll tell you how i see it i see the nation as a company, you know? Uh, mm. So say the nation is a company, okay? Let's make this example. Yep. And the people are the owners of the company, the shareholders. Now they own the company, but they may not have the knowledge or will or time to run it because they want to do something else or who knows. Or maybe they want someone which is trained just to run the company. A little more experience, yeah. Right. So what do they do? They get a CEO, they get a board of directors and... And, and those people run the company. They administer the company, but they don't own the company. The company right. is of the shareholders. That is the people. Now, that's how democracy should work. The people own well, the that, nation and the company. Point. You and I talked about this earlier. It's yep. kind of a, coll- a collective belief because now you got the board of directors there who, you know, they their, their challenge is they have to make a decision. Not everyone on the board is going to agree However, forward momentum is going to come out of the decision. Something is going to happen because most of them are going to vote a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. So their their um, objective is to do what's best for the company. Right. And you would think that their decisions would be in that best interest. And then some are not going to agree that are on that board. That's that collective piece 
that just kind of it's it's kind of the unwritten i don't know if it's an unwritten rule or not but it's the assumption anyway right and then you can have a conversation so say if uh, the administration is going to do something that the shareholders don't agree with they're going to have a conversation and say wait what why are you doing so and the board of directors and the ceo can say hold on a minute i'm doing this for this and that reason you're not just going to say uh just get to your home let me do my business because the shareholders are going to say no 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 you, you don't get it this is not your home this is our home if you don't like it that's not how we're going to roll and so the people the shareholders can kick out of the door the administration that's the government if something goes already bad now what happens if we change one little bit in that equation what happens when the administration not all administers the company but it's they own the company too they become mm. the shareholders what happens oh to the people if the government oh owns the company and administers yeah. the company the people become like subscriptions you know they just like have a subscription to netflix they pay the rent but they don't have power so if they it's like it's like if i were to call netflix okay i pay netflix every month i call them and say hey i don't like what you're doing i don't like that movie change it because i say so they're just gonna laugh right. and put the, the phone you know right. Take the phone away. yeah uh, that's what happens you know you know people what i feel it's that this is what people feel about their government they're speaking out loud tracks for freedom saying stop this madness and netflix is saying no i'm not gonna do it yeah. and you know and there's another level there's another level to that too because i mean there's things like like just like you just said that i i can call netflix up and say hey man the line the movie lineup is horrible we need more of you know more action and adventure or something like that yep. and they're laughing about um the, the different level is that <clears throat> what if um what if you can still things you can't control i can't control netflix right now However, I can still choose whether I watch Prime or whether I watch HBO or whether right. I, you know, there's, there's other options. Am I really upset about it? You might be completely upset about it that you can't because you your favorite is Netflix, right? But I, on the other hand, might have some other options over here that, you know, maybe I want to watch a documentary or something like that, right? Well, now I can I can go do that on maybe Prime, what have you. So it's what we feel internally that Netflix can't take away. Okay, you told me no. Okay, I've got I've got a choice that I can go do something else. Right, I can choose. Okay, I can't go out of this jail cell, but I can choose to have an engaging conversation with my buddy next door. Absolutely, because Netflix is a provider of movies and a streaming yeah. platform. But yeah. what if Netflix becomes our life? And not yeah. only that, so you can't escape, but Netflix says, no, no, you can choose what you're watching. You're not watching documentary today. You're watching a crime movie because I say so. I say so. And you can't choose. You can't go talk to your buddy next door. That's what's happening. That's what's going on. Hey, we're flipping a switch and we're shutting off the electric cars in your country. Right. I don't care how much that charge gave me chills. Yeah. That peak, get, when I read it, oh. I was like, hold on. Wait, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I know. I never even thought that that was, I mean, think about it, right. They're almost self-driving. I mean, I know, you know, over here in Tampa, they, um, you know, they, they have an infrastructure. Uh, I think it's one in four States, um, that they're already creating. It's kind of cool around the electric car piece that, um, there is built-in technology in the roadways 
that when they drive around the city, when the, when the electric cars drive around the city, mm -hmm. they're charging while they're driving. Yeah. You know, it's the coolest thing ever, but the technology exists. Well, now we take that away, you know, because because that somebody has the on and off switch on something like that, too. It's so built on trust, like you said, if we trust the government, trust. we can do so much more. But yeah. boy, the government needs to change the way they do things or else people are not going to trust them. I mean, if you scare them to death, just like they're doing, it's not going to work. Like just like say the car, I know that an EV, an electric vehicle, it's the way to go. I know that fossil fuel is not good for us. I know that. But you know what, Pete? After I read that, I thought, I'm going to keep my Suburban, which with its V8, I'm not going to buy a Tesla. I'm going to keep the Suburban <laughs> for now. Even though I know that an electric vehicle is much better for the earth. But I don't yeah. want to live knowing that maybe because I said something that the government didn't like, they're just going to shut down my car with my family in it. Not going to happen. Hey, we, we are in such a pivotal time in history right now. It's, it's actually, you know, and again, talking about perceptions of what we feel is freedom. We might feel that our freedom uh, is, is, a, uh, is a right and it has the ability of being taken away. However, what if we saw something different? What if we saw a way, you know, and, and, and speaking to the electric vehicle piece, what if you really didn't have to own an electric vehicle it just needed to be at your door because you were going out at five o'clock and during the time that you were working or doing your thing in your house, it was going around the neighborhood, taking everybody else yep. for groceries and things on its own. And it knows that it has to be back by five 30 for you to use it. We could do so much more. If you kidding me? comes together, we can do so much more. Like you said, we can see something different uh, like globalization. A lot of people say, Oh, that's going to take away our freedom. It's not, it's another tool with which we can do a lot more than we did yesterday, if we know how to use it. Again, like cryptocurrency, if you don't know how to use it, and US or whatever, Europe is gonna say, we're gonna have our own digital currency. You know what's gonna happen? That they're not gonna have to call the banks, they're just gonna have to push a button to turn off uh, whatever you have. Your wallet is now off. <laughs> yeah, it's way easier. They're just gonna be like, oops, yeah. did it again. Now now let's go back a second. You said something interesting that, mm. that might be a trigger to some. And that trigger is that four-letter word globalization. And yep. it's not a four-letter word, right? So, <laughs> so tell me why you believe globalization could be a good thing. Because I think that humanity, whenever it comes together, it's much stronger. So globalization, mm. I don't think it's killing cultures. A lot of people say that it's killing cultures. I think it's mm. contaminating cultures in a good way. I think that India and Japan and US and, and Brazil are learning from each other and are, are actually empowering their culture. Like say the US, an American, it can be pretty much anyone. It can be someone with, you know, very tall, very short, brown, black, white, uh, whatever. I mean, they can have four arms. Uh, an American can be anyone. That's the power of American people. Um, yeah. So what I feel is that did that take away anything from the American society? No, it actually empowered American society. It's much more powerful. But yes. when cultures think of themselves are the best and they kind of build a wall and, and say, oh, no, this is my home. I don't want anyone in it. I don't want globalization. They're going to be weakened over time. Like the Roman Empire, when they built the wall, they lost it and they oh, yeah. forgot to yep. Yep, 100%. So globalization is actually a tool in which today my freedom can be so much more powerful. I can have my bank accounts and whatever, in, you know, all around the world. And with 
my device, my you know my laptop, I can access to them. I can fly to a lot of places. Now imagine if we didn't have those airplanes and we had to walk or swim. <laughs> you know, actually have a ship uh, and, and and navigate. I mean, we could do so much less. Again, it's a tool. We could use it to empower people's lives or to enslave them. Well, look at look. There's a couple of things that you just brought brought to mind. Think of Facebook for a moment, right? People's communication on Facebook or Twitter and so forth, right? It it can be a toxic conversation. It can be a non empowering conversation. Absolutely. However, when I tell my kids, hey, you know, I lived before the internet was even invented, and we didn't have the ability to have to communicate with our friends, you know, overseas. In, in a nanosecond on a message piece on our phone that we just pulled out of our pocket. We had to make an international call and it was an, an extreme amount of money to even reach out and connect with them. It wasn't an immediate piece around that, right? So the good piece around just faith, just the, the, the social media piece alone for me is that, you know what? I can stay connected with anybody I want. It's how I choose to use it. How do I use, how do I choose to use that tool? Am I using it to catch up on things going on? Am I using it to find out, you know, better, better recipes and and other, you know, you talk about spicy food in India, man, I would love, I mean, oh my God, I learned my lesson the one time when I, when I sat down in an Indian restaurant and I said, I said, man, I love spicy. And the guy went, oh God, God, he hurt me, man. He hurt me bad. I was I was sitting there and I was just sweat was coming down my head. But anyway, the funny part about the, the, the piece around that is, you know, I want to experience the flavors of different places, right? If I can get a recipe and, and experience the flavor of India and not have to leave, it's kind of cool. Yep. So how do you use it? How do we use that technology? How do we have the currency in different parts of the country? So that in the different parts of the world that, that might not give anybody that ability to flip that switch. Exactly. I mean, you can become more uh, like, you know, you, you were talking about food uh, and I see pizza. Now, when we speak about pizza, a pizza, uh, it's something Italian, you know, uh, but uh, it's not really anymore because what happens is that when um, like, let's say the Chicago pizza, it's something oh, yeah. different. You know, it comes from oh, Italy yeah. kind of a way, then it became different uh, oh, yeah. and it's something new something completely new but it's uh it's a new tradition yep and you know you talk about pizza it, it, it that, that it's funny because you go to you know pe- people want to go to the boardwalk at the beach and they taste what's called boardwalk pizza has nothing to do with you know has nothing to do with the flavor of the pizza it's because i'm at the beach that this pizza tastes amazing Right. And it's a situational thing, whereas it's probably like a frozen. You could pull a frozen pizza out of the freezer, throw it in the oven, serve it at the boardwalk and be thinking, wow, this is unbelievable because of where I am. It's all it's it's that personal feeling about what the freedom to have the pizza where I'm having the pizza is that I feel that I'm experiencing right now. Right. It may be something, you know, that we could think of as something little, you know, just eating a pizza. But let's go back in the last few years. A lot of people couldn't do it. Uh, a lot of people could, didn't have that chance. So from the pizza to having your bank accounts blocked, 
we can do so much more. We can do so much more with globalization. We can do so much more with what's happening. But to sum this up in one single concept, what I feel is that today we have to completely change our view on freedom. Freedom, yeah. it's not a right. It's not something we're entitled to because someone else said it. It's something we own. I don't think there's, one, don't think there's mm -hmm. one solid definition for it. Right, indeed. There is none. There's none. There's none. But we have many. We can have many of them. And we can build our own. And so what I'd say, Pete, now that we're coming to the end of this episode, I know that we could go on for days. I feel oh it. Gosh, we're going to have... So much more to talk about. We're going to do so many episodes. But I think that we can salute our, uh, our listeners uh, saying yes. that the first most important thing that we can do is to think, who are we building our freedom with? Yep. Who, who's that? Who are the people that are empowering our freedom? Are they giving it or are they taking it away in some way, shape or form? Is there, is there a wrong that's happening? around it do i feel wronged that could be something that we talk about that that's probably leading into our next uh our next conversation absolutely and then who just to make example it can be even a government i mean government is not some kind of untouchable identity it's it's people so if i don't like if i'm building my life with who the australian government and i don't like it i should change it you know uh it can be any now who it's from my partner to my friend to the government, to the bank, it's so much more. So yeah, I yep. do think that's that's where we're going with the next episode, right, Pete? I mean, awesome, that would be awesome. So I think that for today, we really, I, I mean, I had a blast. Uh, I really enjoyed doing awesome. this episode. All we right. could go on for another hour easily. Easily, even more, we could go all night. Uh, but for now, I think we can say goodbye to our listeners and we'll meet again for our next episode of Freedom Forgers. Absolutely. Good seeing you, bud. See you, man. Goodbye.